Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anna So & Co, self-help from those who need help. I am your host, Anna Sophia Reardon, and today we have two special guests on from the podcast, Who Wrote This? John Sansoni. Hey. And Jackson McKee. Hi. Woohoo. Yeah, ready, ready to go, ready to have this done. It's yeah. going to be great. This will yeah. be fun. Everybody who's come on so far has said it's been fun, so I hope this is equally as fun for oh, you. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done no prep work. I'm going in blind. Everybody comes in blind. That's oh. the goal. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Here we go. So today we have four questions. Mm -hmm. Believe me, these are some weird ones. Oh boy. We got, I got some weird ones this time around. And thank you all for coming through on the anonymous names. Everybody kept coming in as anonymous, so I asked people to come up with character names to replace the anonymous with. Oh. So our first question comes from one Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, that was the basic one that I used as an example, so. Oh, okay. There so we following go. Following by example. Following by example. Thank you, Katniss Everdeen. So Katniss Everdeen wants to know, I want advice for how to have motivation to finish an essay. Ooh. That's hard. That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> Depends on what the essay is on. Yeah. Ooh, true. Because, like, if you're sitting and you're writing something, sometimes you can get in a flow. I mean, especially, like, religion essays are so much different than an English essay. Yes. Or, like, a history essay, even. Oh, it's yeah. significantly different. For religion and history, especially history, you can just spew as much as you want on a paper. And your history teachers don't care. As long as it's the right information, they won't, like, count off for grammar or anything. Right. It's amazing. So the way I'm going to approach it, Dear, dear viewer Katniss, let me explain it like this. You can't, you can definitely underwrite, and if you if you underwrite and turn something in, you're, you're going to miss something. But if you overwrite, you can edit that down. The way I go about writing essays is I just put everything on the page. Literally, it does not have to be a coherent essay. It most of the time just looks like vomit for about two pages. And then just cut that down, because then once you have all the ideas, you can move them and shift them and make them something cohesive. As for the motivation part, I'm, I'm just going to speak for myself, but I'm sure you, you are universally here. Uh, procrastination is I, one big, big, mean man. I Oof. literally was about to say procrastination is my greatest motivation. Oh, exactly. Like, I'll be, you know, at home with an essay due on Monday, and it'll be Sunday afternoon. Now I just get hit with this wave of panic, like, you haven't written anything. Go, 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 exactly. go, go. And then exactly. it's just drive from there. So that's not healthy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't Katniss do that. Everdeen, do not procrastinate. Katniss Everdeen, don't procrastinate. Be proactive. Because writing an essay, I know this is real rich, writing an essay is not difficult. Organizing your thoughts is difficult. Yeah, yes. agreed. Once you, actu once you actually have the thoughts out, making it look like a nice essay is child's play. So just calm down. You know the information. You know what you're doing. Just get them on the page. Yeah, what I'd say to that is pretty much the same thing, but try to cut it in half. Like if a teacher says a word limit, like say a thousand words, get 500-ish done on one night, cut it there, go back the next day, go to write your next 500, and then edit it down if there's something you think is really stupid that you said or just doesn't match with the rest of what you've written. Yeah, for sure. I had to write an essay the other day after Tech Week. Which... Ooh, Tech Week. Tech Week. Yeah. That was busy. I had an AP Lit essay due the Monday after Tech Week. Oh, you're kidding me. You had yeah. no time to do that, huh? So I was, kid you not, sitting at work, signed into my Google Docs account on like their big main front desk computer, writing my essay while trying to like check people. And so people would come up to the counter and I'd just be like, hi, what do you want? And I'd just be continuing to write about the poem I was doing. It was like, oh boy, uh, it was bad. We're students. We adapt. We adapt, overcome, and die. Die. Now, if I've learned anything from Hamlet, we all die eventually. Oh, we all die eventually, sometimes in very strange and dramatic ways. Oh, yeah. The more strange and dramatic, the better. Exactly. Yeah. 
How do y'all want to be buried when you die? Like, what's your funeral like? I want to be buried like a plant. Put my body to be somehow like put on joists so I just, I'm rigid, like from head to toe, like like a plank. And I want to be buried head first in the ground so only my <laughs> legs are sticking up. And I want to be covered in dirt. That's what I want. I thought you meant that you wanted to, that thing, like people like plant things on top of their bodies so they grow and get the nutrients from their body when they die and they become a tree. No, I want to no, be the tree. I want to I want to physically the be the la- You, There's one way you can preserve yourself for posterity, become a landmark. Oh my God. Jackson, any follow-up? Hard to follow that up. Cremation sounds pretty good. Cremation is the probably the feasible answer there. Yeah, because then you can be kind of buried anywhere. Yeah, you're not just in some random plot of dirt. I would like a Viking funeral. Oh, I want to be boat? I want to be shipped out to sea on a fancy boat and then shot with a fiery arrow. How do you think like the Coast Guard would react to that? <laughs> the Coast Guard is nowhere in sight. We're keeping the Coast oh, Guard. Oh, this far is away international waters. Funeral. Great. Yeah, we are keeping the Coast Guard far away from my Viking funeral. Awesome. Or it's in like a country where it's just commonplace, so no one says anything about it. Yeah, Scotland. Go to the go to the oh, Scotland. <laughs> go to this middle and nowhere, some uh, some random lake in like Mongolia, and you just have yeah. a Viking funeral. Viking funeral in Antarctica. Oh, well, yeah. Ooh, I, I don't know if you should be setting fires in Antarctica. Yeah. My personal opinion. We got enough of that as it is. Oh, damn. All right. For our second question, Matilda Krakenskewster. Bless you. Krakenskewer. Skewer. Matilda. Matilda asks. Matilda. Matilda asks, I have a helicopter mom. Help. Oh. I've never heard that term oh. before. Should, I don't know what that is. Should, you don't know what a helicopter mom is? Do you, do you, you want to take this one or you want me to you take it? Um, I will take this one. A helicopter mom is basically like, you know, those parents who are super, super strict and always want to know what you're doing and when you're doing it and all your friends and where you are and like those friends' moms who are just like constantly overbearing all the time. Oh, yeah. That's a helicopter mom. Because they're right. hovering over you like a helicopter. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clever name. So the, the, the way you escape a helicopter parent graduate oh yeah <laughs> um go graduate the issue with a lot of helicopter moms that i've seen or helicopter parents i suppose a helicopter dads exist but in this case helicopter mom is like they're not really receptive if you talk to them because that's seen as disrespectful oh yeah the d word yeah oh the disrespect you're talking back to me yes it's, oh. it's that line it's that line I'm lucky enough that my parents my parents are very trusting in me. They and I am totally not saying that because as Maris faculty, my mother could totally be hearing this. Hi, Miss Sansoni. Hi, Miss Sansoni. Hi. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. In all seriousness, you know, I've been I've been fortunate, but really, it's like you can't really talk to them. A lot of kids under helicopter parents just find ways around it. I heard a phrase once that was like, if you don't open the door, they're just gonna sneak through the window. Yeah, and absolutely. I feel like that's the definition of like a heli- a child of a helicopter parent. All the helicopter kids that I know with like helicopter parents they're constantly just adapting and like finding ways around it and as soon as they get caught they just find another way it's exactly insane. the only thing you're teaching them to do is to is to lie to you and lie well mm-hmm. get smarter about it exactly so um i think because this person is the person with the helicopter mom i feel like you've already figured out how to deal with it <laughs> I feel like if you're coming here for advice, I feel like you've already... The true advice was the advice inside of you all along. Exactly. The real advice was the friends we made along the way. Another point, just escape to your friends' houses. Yeah. Find a friend's parent who can act like your own parents. That's like the best. Yeah. Or even like a neighbor. It doesn't have to be like a good friend. It can be like your neighbor who you somewhat like. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, find, find a different respectable adult figure. 
go get like a job or like a bunch of after stool activities. Just like come home as little as possible. Get busy. Yeah. Get real busy. So number three is an anonymous source without an anonymous name. Boo. Boo. That's boring. So this one is also very short and sweet. Help me get a girlfriend, please. I'm so lonely. <laughs> hey, all right. Uh, John is the only one I am the of the two of us. Who only one here with a significant other. And even then, I didn't. I I was not the one who made the first move anyway. Yeah, neither of you made the first move. Emma Schwind made the first move. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi. So none of us are exactly uniquely qualified but we're all collectively uniquely disqualified so what i Which think is the whole point of this podcast exactly you know pro help for problems for people who have the problems you, mm -hmm. that, it's like th that kind of botched your uh your tagline there sorry that's okay there's like a third respectively from each of us so you just combine that you get one yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll put my third or my two cents in for a total of six cents i know it's cliche the worst you could say is no but really it's like let's just Go ahead and say you have someone you like. You have a crush or something. If you don't ask them, you're never going to know. And you're just going to be sitting there wondering, oh, well, why? what if I did this or that or the other? Don't push yourself down. You you have inherent worth with or without you having a significant other. I'm not saying you should have one. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't have one. But you should not be deriving your worth based solely on the fact that you do or do not have a significant other. That being said, if you want help, be yourself. Because if someone is going to like you back, they're going to like you. They're not gonna like the you that you created for them to like. People see through bullcrap. They they know. They yeah. know. Help me get a girlfriend, please. Is a lot of like you seem very desperate to get a girlfriend, and let me tell you, you don't always need a girlfriend right now. You think you might, but if you're really going in with it, not with the mindset of like, ooh, I really like this one person and I would like to date them, rather than I want a girlfriend get me a girlfriend like that's a broad range of things you know what i mean y'all know kind of what i mean yeah. like yeah if you're looking for just a girlfriend please you're not gonna find someone you actually like you're gonna find a lot of potential candidates you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna find it on a technicality and you know that may go well for you it may not it depends on who you end up with but like john said just be yourself i mean it's a little cliche but be yourself if you're yourself there's a bit of respect that comes with that and sometimes it's just, it's better to just not be looking because sometimes when you're not looking for it, you find like, you find someone better than if you were just searching for anything. Exactly. And I want to highlight something that one of my dear friends, Lucas Farage, had postulated to me, a theory that he has. Uh, and this is totally something he'd come up with called the mermaid effect. And the mermaid effect is essentially if someone else makes the first move on you, it's very common for people to all of a sudden really fall hard for them if someone else makes the first move. Because it's the mermaid effect. They came to you first. It's this mystical thing that you've just seen and now you're head over heels. I'm not saying just wait for the mermaid effect to happen. Because, like, you can't expect that and it's not a thing that will happen to everyone. It happens to some people. But, like, don't be desperate. Be patient. If you think you should make a move, then by all means do so. But it, you don't have to. Especially with that level of, like... I feel bad calling them desperate, but with that level of desperatism, if somebody comes up to you and asks you out or says they have a crush on you, you don't have to say yes if you're not sure. Right. You can always, sometimes like we get flattered by people who are in interested in us and we just say yes because they're interested and not because we're interested back. The best lessons you can have is just like you, you can say no or you can try it out and then you can say no, but you always have the option out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's exactly it. 
I mean, one date is not like a contractual obligation. Absolutely to go with not. This person again. No, and especially like in high school, homecoming that can be with a friend. That's yeah. always an option. I know so many people who are going with friends for homecoming. It's uh, the homecoming is a different beast entirely. That I'm sure we probably don't have the time or time or means to get into. But yeah, it's well, it's a different thing. Speaking of homecoming, oh dear. Our next question. You're kidding. Segway. Not even joking. Oh. Segway. You're clever. Katniss Everdeen once again, again? asks. Again? Once again. Same person? Same person, different question. Wow. How to pick out a good homecoming dress? No comment. Did uh, Did you pick this specifically because there were two guys who don't know? <laughs> Honestly, I just had this list of questions and it was here and I was like, hey, you know what? I see a lot of people getting the very, a very similar type of dress. A very, a very Like everyone seems to be getting flowy dresses this year. Or at least what I've seen, everyone's getting flowy dresses. Flowy dresses are fun. Which yeah, they're fun. If you want, if you want to go for it, don't 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 stop yourself getting a dress you really like just because you think other people might get it. Like obviously there, there's a very big taboo on having two people with the same dress. So like if you if you want to you know find a different color or a different sort of style, but like if you like a particular style, don't cop out on that just because you you think someone else might have it. I think my biggest thing about this is I was shocked by the community. There's such a community around someone trying to find a homecoming dress. I posted on my private Snapchat story. It's like my big private with um, almost 100 people. Right. Anybody have any good websites for homecoming dresses? Within 15 minutes, I had 20 websites to go to from like eight different girls. The community people build around finding you a good homecoming dress is just the sweetest thing ever. It's just, it's so great. John is shocked right now. Yeah, as, as a guy, not, we don't get we that. We don't get that. We get, you know, your mom dragging you on a Saturday to Nordstrom Rack, trying to trying a suit jacket. Okay, yes, ma'am. You know, yes. I, I don't even know if I'm gonna get a, a like a new combination this year. I might just have to, you know, mix remix the old stuff I already got. Or you get a text from a friend like, what are you guys wearing? Exactly. That's the yeah. like, I feel like I'm gonna get a text oh. like in the coming days like, what are you wearing? Uh, 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 uh. Close. Good thing it's what in like two, three weeks. Two. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Ugh, that's terrifying. God. Okay. I still need a dress. <laughs> I've got one. It's all right. It's not my favorite though. Gives you something for Sadie. Yeah, yeah. dude. Good, good advice from someone who has done this before. Get your homecoming and Sadie dress together. I did that last year, and it was just the biggest stress relief. Because then you already have it, which means no one's going to be cramping your style, yo. And, you know, and it also means that it saves you the time shopping for it later. Yeah, and don't go to the mall last minute for a homecoming dress. Don't think that you can go to the mall last minute and get a homecoming dress. You are not going to find one. Because everyone else is thinking that, too. You are going to get a hundred angry mothers and their stressed out children at the mall, like, with a line around the block trying to try homecoming dresses. It does not work. Don't do it. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. If you want to look at something on a store, go in, like, the middle of the week. Like, True. Honestly, no one's going to go in there on, like, a random Wednesday looking for a homecoming yeah. dress. We've got fall break coming up. Break, yeah, today so. is the 7th, so we have until 20th 13th. For what? We haven't. We're, we come back Thursday the thirteenth, so yeah, we have yeah. like five days. Use that time, dude. Use it. If you're not traveling, which God knows, Maris, Maris students travel. Mm -hmm. You know, shop online. Shop online at that point. It's so easy. Like I have from one night here to here is all homecoming dresses. That's like a third of her phone screen, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it is. And that was just literally from. I think my parents went to bed at like eleven one night, and I stayed up. I put on like. 
some random show and just was on my computer scrolling through dresses and and just watching Seinfeld. You can search and shop and do whatever. Just make it fun for yourself. Is Seinfeld and shopping the new Netflix and chill? What? Anyways, um, Jackson, anything you would like to add about the homecoming dresses? (laughs) Jackson, what's your favorite cut of homecoming dresses? There's not a good way for me to answer that question. I, I, that's a trap question. <laughs> that is... Do you, you prefer a V or a U or like a, an S? No comment. This is going to get S? me in trouble what is regardless of what I answer. Well, an S, if you're confused about the S, you'll never figure out the X. Oh, I no, no, now I'm visualizing it. Okay. I love how you're visualizing it, and I just completely made all of that up. I mean, that's how imagination works, you know. I'm, I'm making it up, like, too. Like, you suddenly have an idea of what I'm talking about, but I'm just not, that's not, none of that is real. I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know I don't know. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. the point. Oh, uh, there's forgiveness for everybody. Hi, Mike Strickland. Please welcome to my podcast, Mr. Mike Strickland. Don't, all right. Don't I'm, take I that am, the wrong way. Do not take this the wrong way. I, 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 I apparently sounded like him. I was not attempting to do that accent. Please note Marist School Administration. That was not intentional. Thank oh you. Please route any questions to sansonyk at marist.com. <laughs> <laughs> my mother will be furious. Oh my or Joe Sansoni 23. The homecoming dress. Uh, see me for personal details or websites, or just go ask your friends. It's the best option. Yeah, honestly. and clearly, since this person asked you, already has your contact. Like they already have a source of at least twenty, at least twenty websites, yeah. according to your sources. According to my sources. According to your sources. Okay, the last one comes from Thomas Jeffy. Thomas was, Jeffy was the the name this person. Did has. they yassify Thomas Jefferson? I I don't want to know. Can have you ever seen that one? I don't even. I know. <laughs> you know. I don't want to talk about it. You you know? Do you know? I forgot what it's like I'm, called. Like explicitly. There's a name for. There's it. There's a name no, for it. I do not. This, I'm thinking the of something else. The, the shirt. I'm if thinking you, of a picture shirt. I was shown of John. The shirt. From a, no. This was from over the summer. And like horrendous. Let's it's just horrendous say horrendous material. It's horrible. And if you know, you know. How anyway, Thomas Jeffy. Anyhow, what's your question? Final question. question. Thomas Jeffy asks. My dog sits in the chair like a human and watches the news, and I'm afraid she's becoming depressed. Please help. My dog is already depressed. My dog is also depressed. Our dog's just having a bad time. So my dog, Pepper, Pepper, my beloved, sits in front of the TV. Like, she'll sit at the very front of the couch, like, where the ottomans are. She'll sit with her back pressed against the ottoman. She'll just stare at the TV for, like, because my dad will, like, watch some sort of, like, YouTube video or something on the on the big TV in the living room. And my dog will just sit there and watch it with me. And it's, like, it's funny at one part, but I'm also, like, she kind of tracks the motion. And I'm, like, is she, yeah. what is she looking for? My dog's favorite show are the dog shows. Well, yeah. Like, not explicitly the dog shows, but, like, you know, like, the ones where they take their dogs and they have, like, the panel of judges and they're, like, hey, oh, yeah, now yeah. this schnauzer, look at him go. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they prance around and they have, like, all the hair fur competitions or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That is my dog's favorite show. She will sit there for hours and watch it if we put it on. It, she loves it so much and it is funniest thing. My dogs don't really watch TV. They just kind of, like, sleep all day. And <laughs> when we do watch TV, this is what they do. This is what one of them does. Oh, my God. For our viewers who can't see slumped, because it's a podcast. He's, like, slumped over. So, like, imagine a regular dog bed, you know, just kind of this, like, low-walled pad. And he's, like, hanging over the side with his, like, head on the wood on floor, the wood floor <laughs> like, kind of looking. Baby. It's very funny. And this is the dog who can't walk. Oh, yeah. This is the, this dog is paralyzed. Oh, no. Yeah. 
that. That's a whole. That's a whole. That's issue. a different can of worms. That's a different can of worms. Yes, it is. My dog. So we started watching. Have you all ever seen the movie Up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You all seen the movie Up? Okay. It's a great movie. It's a great <laughs> movie. <laughs> so we started watching the Up shorts. They're called Doug Days, and it's about the dog. So when we got her, we started watching them, and now my dog has slowly morphed into Doug. So, like, my dog will be doing something, or, like, one of us will come home, and we do her voice for her. And so we're like, hi, Andy. And Andy goes, oh, yes, hello, I am Andy. I am the dog, and I am so excited to the seize you today. <laughs> what, what, is, what did you sound like a TED talk? It literally, it's the, it's the Doug voice. It is the Doug voice. Yeah. It is the Doug voice. So like, hello, I am the dog. I would like food now, please. And I am going to jump on the table and steal your the napkin because it is the my napkins. Steal your the napkins because it is the my napkins. Oh, dear. Oh. And this dog, this dog is a golden, right? This is a golden retriever, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, so it's like, it, she looks kind of like Doug if yeah. Doug wasn't cartoonishly proportioned. Oh, this show is my the favorites. The dog is the best character. I will watch the dog and follow it off screen. <laughs> Does she, how does she get on the table? Um, she jumps. She has, just puts her paws up on the table and then like launches for our napkins. Uh, see, you're, you're lucky that she has to jump. Your dogs are huge. My, I have well, one dog is like you know average dog size. So you know your viewers at home, imagine an average dog. Millie, my other dog, is half Saint Bernard, half Poodle, which means she is roughly five three standing on her hind legs. Taller than your brother. It's, ta- uh, it's just just slightly shorter than Joe, but she's very fluffy, so she looks bigger. She's taller than my mom, and she can just she, when she's sitting down, she can rest her head on the dining on the on the kitchen table. Oh my lord! And so she'll just so yesterday, I was I was uh, I was eating my Chick Fil A, and she comes up next to me and just plops her head on the table and just looks at me. And I, I immediately my first instinct was to move the napkins from her side of the table because she eats napkins. Oh yeah. But as for your dog being depressed, we got so sidetracked. I'm so oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, get another dog. Don't watch. Don't have your dog watch the news. This, the news is sad. Puppy should be happy. Oh, you should make your dog. You should like. You should make your dog read. <gasps> dogs playing poker, make but with it, actual oh, dogs. Yeah, with actual dogs. Intelligent. Uh, okay. Well, actually, teaching things to read could go one of two ways. <laughs> oh boy. It could go like, oh yeah, cool. My dog. My dog. So she's being very cultured. Or it could go the Frankenstein route, where you accidentally give something non-sentient Paradise Lost by John Milton, and you accidentally make them this raging sadist. Or it ends up like Rick and Morty, and the dog just like starts killing everybody. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Do y'all remember the episode of Gravity Falls where they make the pig? Where smart? the pig is smart. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Waddles, the king. My my sister still calls pet my my one of my dogs Pepper Waddles because of that. Because she kind of walks like that. Oh, Waddles. Ugh. That was, that was great. a great show. Yeah. Such a great show. That was ten years ago, by the way. Yeah. We're old. You, the viewer, if you are a junior, enjoy your light load while you can. And so this goes for you, too. All right. Just, you know, enjoy enjoy what small semblance of free time, which is real rich coming to talking to a junior taking AP Chem. Why? <laughs> Why? Me. Why? Hi. Why? Hi, guys. D- just, you know, enjoy the not – enjoy having to think about college slightly less right now because right now it is taking up all of my time. I have a meeting during during the sixth period of the day, and I have a math test. I don't know how I'm going to do that. 
Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give it over to y'all because you guys have a podcast called Who Wrote This? So promote. Yeah. So Who Wrote This is a podcast run from yours truly, John and Tony, Jackson McKee. Yeah. Um, where the premise is kind of like the telephone game, kind of like IMDb, where one of us will actually watch the movie. Like, for example, the last, the most recent episode was John watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The 2005 one with um with uh, Johnny Depp. We watched two movies from 2005. So one of us watches it and the other just like reads like the Wikipedia plot section. Like this, you know, just a simple online summary. And then as someone's reading the summary, the person who actually watches it is kind of just like fills in all the details. So it becomes really, it becomes really interesting really quickly. Yeah. And occasionally you'll get one where either of us get really mad about it. See Percy Jackson and or Batman and Robin. So go find them on Who Wrote This on Spotify. And as for me, make sure to go follow Anna So and Co on Instagram and send us your problems so we can keep making episodes. Thank you all so much for coming today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. As for Anna So and Co, we are out. Bye. Bye. Bye.